Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. And I'm an emoji. Specifically a meh emoji. Please see the emoji movie. Coming out this year sometime. Distributed by Sony Pictures. Starring Patrick Stewart as the poop emoji. Bring the family. I guess. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> you sound so much like the guy in that trailer, though. Like, your voice sounds so much like his. Is it weird that I haven't actually seen the trailer? I've never heard you in a room together. <laughs> you the... could right now. I mean, you could, you could play the trailer. Don't. No, but I have the technology. This week, we are talking about Back to the Future Part 3. Yes. We, yep. do, have a, oh, we yep. do have a couple of housekeeping things oh, yeah. to get out of the way first. Uh, so we're going to start a little somberly. We're going to pick it up. We're going to have fun. But we felt these are things we needed to address. So number one, uh, for all of these, uh, those of you out there in the in the, the, the movie world, you probably heard uh, Zack Snyder is not going to be finishing the post-production process of Justice League. Uh, Joss Whedon is going to take it over. This is because of a family tragedy that happened uh, in the Snyder family. We're not going to say specifically what. It's not our business. We don't. We don't know him, and so we don't want to start telling his business. To and I mean, admittedly, you can look it up for yourselves. But basically, we've made a lot of Zack Snyder jokes on this. Specifically me. Specifically Alex. Like, each episode it comes back. And we just kind of wanted to say, first of all, none of us, the, the story just broke this week. Um, so we had no idea this had even happened until a few days ago. But still, if, if any of those jokes were like inappropriately timed, we, we are very sorry. And we don't want, we have very legitimate reasons for disliking Batman vs. Superman <laughs> and we're not going to start suddenly pretending like oh we love Zack Snyder's movies we love BVS because we don't and it would be unfair to just you know he's going through a hard time to just start lying about yeah. stuff that's that but that's that's such a different thing from completely. yeah what he's dealing with and, and yeah. that's I have been saying for a long time movies are important movies will never be more important than people and and what he and his family are having to deal with right now I wouldn't wish on anybody and I don't that is so is nowhere near as important as or excuse me he, he he made a Batman movie I didn't like. That is so not as important as what he's sure, dealing with sure. right now. And, and I just we, we just want to say that we are very sorry, and you know that this has happened to him. Uh, I think Joss Whedon will do a great job with with the with what he's doing. Um, <clears throat> what this means for that movie—that's a whole other episode of a podcast. Where we we shouldn't get into yeah. it. But you know, I'm happy for Joss Whedon. I think this will do some good stuff for the movie, and I think Joss Whedon always seems like a nice guy. I think he's probably. I'm, I'm sure he has a good relationship with, with Snyder and everybody yeah. over there. And I'm glad that he had someone of that caliber to jump in. Absolutely, yeah. That they didn't just have to pass this to like the second yeah. director, second unit or whatever. And the, it's the kind of thing where like... I, I mean, I, I this sounds terrible to say, but I honestly do have a different opinion of him now after this news is broke. Like... Because I, I feel like we have gotten to the point where we we pretty much personally attack him. Not, I mean, there's definitely some jokes. Like we, Not we like never we, actually yeah, yeah, like yeah. wish any harm upon him, especially no, nothing. No, no, like no. this is it's just terrible. But knowing that he actually like went through two months of this, I think, yeah, like with that weighing on his mind and still like putting himself into the work, he didn't say yeah. anything about it, didn't complain, and and, and just like the, knowing how much ridicule he's dealt with online for i mean for people like us like even yeah. if we're not we're com not trying to be like no, actually no, no, malicious no. to him as a i really have like my opinion of him as a person i'm like oh wow like that's i kind of did not realize he was 
I don't know. We, we, we've, we've seen some truer colors from it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, like you said, and, uh, apparently... I, like, I, I, so, yeah, I just want to... I Again, and not that, you know, Zack Snyder is listening to this. He has much better things to do with his yeah. time, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, just just to, to our listeners, I want to... Or we, we all wanted to address that. Because, I mean, I do feel... I feel really bad that, you know, we've kind of just turned him into this caricature of, yeah. you know... This, and, and, yeah, and, and again, it's very separate, like... I think that we can have these opinions about a movie and those aren't reflective sure. of our opinion of like what he and his family experience. Like it's not yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And people know that. But at the same time like no we were making these jokes while this was going on and we didn't we didn't know that. If we had known of course we wouldn't have. Um but we because yeah apparently like you're saying Zack Snyder this this event happened in his family and he continued working because he wanted to like focus on the work and that would help him deal with it but I think just recently he was like I, I gotta be there for my mm-hmm. kids I gotta be there for my family and, and take a break which I really respect and I respect both choices um, so yeah I mean we, we sincerely wish him and his family all the best through what is only a nightmare and I, I like I said I think Josh Sweden is the right guy for it I think he'll do some cool stuff and I'm not gonna suddenly start going like I think Justice is gonna be amazing because I, I we, we have our reasons to doubt that sure but uh, they are not as important as 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 this. So we're we're going to be putting a pin in the Zack Snyder jokes. Yeah. We're not going. I will I will make sure to edit out anything where we <laughs> if we just accidentally. I think I think we're, it. we're. I think there's only one person you have to worry about <laughs> doing that. Really. I said any. I was not any, trying. You never know. But I, we, okay, we, car, all cards on the table. Come sure, on. Sure. <laughs> but we just wanted to say we're very we're very sorry that this happened, and you know I, I want to avoid platitudes like our thoughts and prayers are with you, sending positive vibes because you know Hallmark cards, but <laughs> but but still like we are very sorry, and and we hope the the that you know there there are dark tunnel ha- have lights as as they said in the Batman movies like not as dark as just before the dawn. I know it's from Dark Knight. I know, but still <laughs> there you go. So I, I, I sincerely hope for him and his family very, very, you know, good things. And we'll, we'll see. You know, we can talk about Justice League when it comes out, and we'll, appro- we'll approach it appropriately. So, yeah. And then we'll just start bashing Josh Whedon. Just, yeah, then it? we'll just turn into that whole thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll rip Dollhouse. Because <laughs> people have watched that. Uh, Firefly but, deserved you to cancel. <laughs> there are times when I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> So the point is, so there we go. All you know, sincere affections to Mr. Snyder. Uh, the second one goes to Alex. Second, second sort of housekeeping. Well, I, I, I feel like I should say a little bit about the Zack Snyder situation. Oh, sure, just please. because I, no. I have been the hardest. Um, none of my opinions have changed in terms of the movies. Yes, of course. yes, and that's t- a solely separate. Yeah. Really fair. Pretty much everything you said, like yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better. But uh, yeah, I, I feel really terrible, and yeah, I'm gonna try and keep sure. that on. The back yeah. burner, at least. Like, I think. I think we all sort of apologize collectively for jokes that we made at a time when we shouldn't have made them. We didn't know that it was a bad time to make those jokes. Yeah, but still, still. So. But yeah, I, I've. Uh... And generally, we. I, I think we've gone. We've probably went too far. Regardless, just, yeah. just as far as assuming. I mean, I what feel kind like the person he was. I mean, I feel like we probably went too far with jokes about Joel Schumacher, and every time we say <laughs> it's, 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 but we're lovingly making jokes. It's kind of, so. and, and I think that there's this thing in the entertainment industry where we start, we, we stop thinking that these are real people. Yeah. yeah. Because we only ever see them on screens, and if we happen they're to see very them, distant in, people, and it's hard to, and they, they exist sort of, out there. They've got money, and you know, so they can, yeah. Right. So it's very easy for us to just go after them because we think they can't be touched by this but as, we, as we're learning in the social media age I mean any cele- if you follow any celebrities on Instagram 
don't do this. But if you look at like anything they post in the, the comments, one or two of those are going to be horrible. Like, and unfairly so. And not like, it's just going to be horrendous. So like, people see, like, celebrities can hear this stuff. They can see it. And it's and everybody forgets it because we see them only on screens. And we kind of just assume, oh, well, they don't with the... Or they, they, they chose this lifestyle so they, yeah, they so can deal with the, the internet. But yeah, And we're not as bad as those other internet people. Sure. But we forget that, like, this stuff can, can affect people and they are real people. And so, you know, it's not like, we're not saying we're not going to make jokes anymore. We're not going to have some fun and do silly impressions and stuff. But we, we, we're definitely going to lay off of, of Zack Snyder and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just because I, I have negative uh, feelings about him in terms of him being a filmmaker doesn't mean yes. I, I feel negatively about him as a person. Because, Absolutely. You know, by everything, I, my understanding is he seems like a really great guy. And honestly, like, at the end of the day, I would much rather know someone who's made some bad movies but is a good person. It's so yeah. much more important to be a good person. And, yeah. Like, than, than the reverse. Which, yeah. which again, oh, man. I, I hate that well, this yeah. is the kind of thing that would make me, like, look at this again and be like, oh, he's actually a, a, a human person. Because, like, yeah. I, I think I, I saw in some of the articles about this that he actually, he adopts a lot of children. And, Apparently, yeah. Like, there's a lot of things going on there where I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. Maybe, yeah. I, 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 I admit that I have gone too far in just kind of assuming who he was. I didn't even know what he looked like until <laughs> a few weeks or months ago. I didn't know what he looked like. So he was literally just a name on movies, which is, you know... Even more. Even, I mean, even, more, even more of a distance. Yeah. So, you know, we... I, 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 I think we've, we've yeah. you know, made our point, but it's, we still want to It's something we've talked... We've, Amongst brought ourselves. Him up, we brought him up so much throughout. Like, oh, you could ever since we, even before yeah. we started doing the Batman franchise, we brought this up him up so much that I feel like we. It, you it's can, good for us to. You can make a compilation episode of every time <laughs> I just force in Zack Snyder show. stuff, like a yeah. clip show that would be yeah. like at least half an hour long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I feel like it's necessary for us to to really lay this out and be like, yeah, we're we're really sorry. Like, yeah. yeah, this is not. There is no genuine malice towards like, you know, there's no personal malice yeah you know because you we can critique a movie all day long and it's never it never gets really personal no matter how like energized we get it's never actually personal yeah um, well plus part of it is just entertainment value it's not like we're trying to be malicious with exactly it. we're just like doing jokes Suicide Squad makes me a little personally angry but <laughs> also Suicide Squad was not made by Zack Snyder um, but yeah so there's there's all of that yeah uh, so Back to what the second piece yes, of, of housekeeping housekeeping was. Uh, Roger Moore recently passed away. Um, yes, not necessarily my favorite James Bond, uh, but he I believe he was my first that, oh, yeah. that I, I watched, know. and I really enjoyed him when I was growing up. And just like, I mean, he was eighty nine, so yeah. he lived a pretty oh, yeah. full life, and apparently did very good things with it. Yeah. By all accounts, was a really spokesperson for UNICEF. Yeah, I've heard lots guy. of stories that he was like a really a, a true gentleman, like a really nice guy. Like I've heard people say, like maybe he was like the nicest person to play Bond. Huh. I, 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 I could, yeah, I, that makes sense to me. Well, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan seems like a pretty, pretty cool dude. Pretty nice. Yeah. And so does Dalton and Craig. I mean, this is not suggesting they're guys yeah. are jerks, but the, everyone was like, yeah, Dalton's maybe the best actor that's played Bond, even if he wasn't the best Bond. Yeah, like Craig is a lot of people's favorite Bond. Brosnan's like the handsomest. And then more is like the nicest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. It's just sad because I, I yeah. really, I, I wanted them to do like a round table thing with yeah. all the Bond actors before one of them 
who, went. Who's got a documentary right now called Becoming Bond? I haven't watched it. That's Lazenby, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. But, so there we how, go. House, housekeeping we're, we're, you know... Very Not necessarily related to what we've done on the podcast, but we've done a bit of the James we've Bond. We've done a bit of stuff. It was just something We're to, sorry to, to see Roger Moore go, but I, I am happier that we had him than I am sad that we lost him. Not that I'm not sad we lost him, but like... Yeah. We got to have Roger Moore on the planet for 89 years. I feel like that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So, uh, so Back to the Future Part 3. Back to Back to the Future. Tomlinson. Okay. Oh, God. I, it came out in 90, right? Yeah. Okay. Sixth highest grossing movie of 1990, I believe. All right. So Thank you, IMDb trivia. All right. So, directed by Robert Zemeckis, of course, from 1990. It has a 74% uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 78% audience score. Both of those are way too low. But that's just me. Uh, best and worst. Who wants to go? I can, I can go. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So my best and worst is just going to be um, the chemistry between Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And I could have easily said that for the other two, but I feel like especially this one, like it really sticks with me when um, the dog saves Marty from being hung mm-hmm. by Mad Dog, and then they just hug yeah, and have the yeah. embrace, and he's like. Uh, Marty, you you need to change clothes. You're liable to get shot if you keep walking around like that. Who dressed you like that? And he just goes, you did. <laughs> well, and this movie, I think, did a really nice job of... This is about Marty and the Doc. Yeah. All the others, they're all about Marty and the Doc, but like they're also about like Marty and George or... Yeah. There's a Marty lot more. There's a lot more things going on, just moving parts and different. Yeah, and they're both they're both like working on two different parts of their plan. But here it's like they're together the whole movie and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then it's it's hard to pick out a least favorite thing. A lot of my problems I had literally with like the last ten minutes of the mm. movie. Um, just certain logic things. The time travel stuff doesn't really bother me, just because this one's so simple and straightforward. Yeah. I don't really have a whole lot to nitpick. Right. Um, let me see. I think it might just be there's a series of like two or three scenes um, where the doc just keeps flip flopping on whether or not he wants to go back with Marty. Like there's oh, a scene yeah, where they're just yeah, like, yeah. okay, we're gonna we got we got the plan set yeah. and we're gonna go. The very next scene, Doc shows up. He's like, Marty, I I can't do it. I can't yeah. I can't leave Clara. And then like the very next scene, okay, he flips and then he tells yeah. her. And then like there's way too much flip flopping within like a five ten minute period. Right, and with not clear enough motivations to why. Yeah, like it's just start of a new scene. Oh, I guess he just flipped the switch. Okay, he's feeling a bit different. Yeah, yeah um, no, I agree. That just felt like. I, I don't know if like maybe they needed to cut a scene out or something or maybe they did cut a scene yeah, out yeah. that didn't help that to you know evolve it did, it did feel like oddly segmented yeah yeah it was it was just a weird couple of scenes after that I yeah no I, 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 I had the same thought when I was watching it yeah um, I guess my best thing would be I like the evolution of Biff throughout these movies I feel like Thomas F. Wilson my favorite performance of his was in the second one yeah, that's Which, just because he's got to have so many different roles. Yeah, yeah, I liked him in this. What I like is that he goes from being like he's always the rival of the protagonist. No, yeah, but like he's he's a big antagonist for George, and then Marty in the second one, and then this one he's a big antagonist for the Doc. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. He ends up, of course, coming back. To, also, seeing Marty just like punch punch him like three or four times is just satisfying. Oh yeah, that's just cool. And then of course got got. To knock him into the manure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I actually liked the way they used uh, Strickland in this. I thought Strickland actually looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. With like his hat and everything. I was like, alright. Um, I think maybe my least favorite thing would be just this one, I think. <laughs> I It wasn't as much fun as I wanted a cowboy movie to be. Sure. 
And that's just personal. It was. It's not that it wasn't fun. I also was very tired when I watched it, and it was very much homework. It wasn't like, yeah, back to the future. So I don't know. I, I I think it just this felt like the epilogue, and I like that. By the end of this movie, it's over. Yeah. Like it's seg, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It didn't have the same kind of. I don't know. It didn't feel like as it. It didn't feel like as much of an adventure, I guess, as the previous two. I find it funny that I feel like every time period we've been in, except for maybe the eighties, but even still, yeah. each of them has been heightened. Like it's yeah. the idealized version of that period. Right. Like the future, not a very realistic looking yeah. future. No, no. They, they really just threw everything in the wall. They're yeah. Like, yeah, screw it. We'll we'll go all the way. Especially you know, like the fifties, very idealized. Yeah, and even the eighties, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah. But I feel like the Old West, for the most part, is played fairly realistically. Yeah. Like, even the bit with the spit bucket. Yeah. Like, like little elements like that are just, like, that. there's there, there's horse crap just in the street. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I feel like that, you know, it's not played, like, super dark. Like, it's still back to the future mm-hmm. tone. But I don't feel like it's super, well, even the other stuff's not super heightened. But you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it wasn't this, like, poly- like well-polished, like... We're cowboys. It's not like the super idealized version of the old yeah. West. Yeah. Or are you guys like have are like Western fans or cowboy fans? I, I've, I've, seen a, I've seen a few Westerns. I've never on. really watched any. I, yeah. well, I want to. There are some, especially the, um, what should we call it? Um, what's the, the name for the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly trilogy? Oh, Men With No Name. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I really want to watch that, but I haven't. Yeah. I've, I've never really gotten the chance. Because well, I, I, growing up, I was not like... I never wanted to be a cowboy growing up. Yeah. Everyone did. I will say, I was really into this cartoon show when I was little called The Wild West Cowboys of Mesa. They were literally like bipedal cows that were cowboys. C-O-W standing for Code of the West. <coughs> and um, that was probably the closest I got. It was actually kind of cute because all of the characters like had talked like the stereotypical like Western, like Gabby Hayes and uh, Pat Buttram and everybody. But I, I just I didn't grow up like I want to be a cowboy, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. As I've gotten older, I've gotten a bit more appreciation. I, I've seen a few westerns, like and I, I've talked about Westworld on this podcast. I love Westworld. Um, but yeah, so like I say, like, I wanted a cowboy movie to be more fun, but it's also like it isn't like I had this like precedent set where I'm like, oh my god, as opposed to like they're going to space or they're going to medieval times or yeah. something. Um, yeah, yeah. I played Red Dead Redemption. I haven't, but I really want to. It's great. I mean, that that yeah. game has given me a ton of appreciation for <laughs> yeah. that. I think I'm always aesthetic. I think it was like the idea of the cowboy thing. I just haven't found enough that I enough media that I enjoyed on its own enough that was from that genre. Yeah. Which I haven't seen Good, Bad, and the Ugly, so maybe that's the problem. Um, oh, I've seen High Noon. It's kind of cool. Yeah, for me, I, I I can just think of a few off the top of my head um saw the the john wayne alamo oh sure um and then the billy bob thornton dennis quaid alamo yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. they did like 15 years ago mm-hmm. and then the true grit remake oh with, i love uh, that movie yeah where i cannot yeah. understand anything jeff bridges is saying at yeah all. nobody's so good in it <laughs> there's that scene with the bear man oh it's so good matt damon you are not la beef oh i'm sorry i i <laughs> Such a great. My voice wasn't gruff enough. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah, um, that's seriously what he sounds like. Okay. I cannot tell what he's saying. The movie's amazing. It, no, it, it's a good movie. I just yeah, he's very. I need subtitles. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Best and worst is. I think my best thing is the setups and payoffs. 
Mm. Um, most of which they do within this. Because again, we talked about this on the last podcast. The, the second and third movies, since they made them at the same time, they were like, well, let's you know make little mini arcs, payoffs, and stuff throughout all of these. And so because of that, I don't know. Like I know I talked about how ham-fisted some of it seemed, especially like the chicken stuff. Yeah. Uh, but at least they do follow through with it. They do yeah. stick with it. And there's a lot of little things where they keep like revisiting stuff in the in the, this time. Um, there's the I'm, I'm trying to think. Is I full disclosure? I didn't actually watch this movie beforehand, but I actually remember it a lot better than. And I don't really know why. I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice. Um, but I remember it pretty well. Uh, the the thing with the frisbee. What is oh, it? What yeah. does it do? Because like he throws like a pie tin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's what, what was the thing they did in the second movie, where he did something like that. Oh, that's um when he's at Biff's. <coughs> excuse me, when he's at Biff's casino, mm-hmm. and he throws the thing at it at at, at his head, and he like ducks yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it was like and, the the plate that held like the little cigarette lighter oh, yeah. container things. Yeah, and and at Biff's casino, there's Biff's watching like the. I think it's like an old western. Is he just watching a western? I think where it, is it? Is it not the good, the bad, and the ugly? Is it maybe? I think it's I one know, of those. Is that a thing they it, do? The metal, cause, the cause metal it's plate. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, the metal plate. This, this shows our western knowledge, right? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty. But I they use they the metal bulletproof vest. I think they start playing the music from that, like in that scene. Oh yeah, play. I think you're right. Okay. And then Biff's like, "Oh, that's great!" He, you know, the, and then like classic, classic move. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course that comes back, and that's how. The, the finale of this goes and um the he there's the little thing where he he's doing I don't remember the scene very well but I remember at some point in this movie doesn't he take he's playing like a, a sh- on a shooting yeah, range gallery, ducks, yeah. which is a, you know kind of like the duck thing or the, the yeah, gun oh, from the you know, and the guy who gives him the gun even says oh a baby could operate that oh, yeah. and okay. he like and he like pretends to do it badly yeah and the guy makes a joke and then he just like dead eyes all of them all the targets Where'd you learn to shoot like that, son? 7-Eleven. <laughs> Michael J. Fox has uh, got comedic These timing. movies just ooze like ability. Yeah. And, and Michael J. Fox just has like the best comedic timing. It's ridiculous. I, I really liked... Um... Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't do your worst thing. I don't know what my worst thing... Just because I don't remember that much that I... This was a movie that I don't remember disliking much about. It was... M- more that there wasn't a whole lot that I loved. Sure, I, um, yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's a good way to and, put it. and I did want to want to say also, the chicken stuff does have the payoff of I li- I like the fact that the fina- like Marty's final like arc thing yes. is him changing the present mm-hmm. in order to fix the future Without instead of him I, fixing yeah. the, or fixing his mistakes in the past to fix the present. Well, it was great because he does it not because he goes oh. This is where I mess up. Yeah, he did it because he actually grew as a person. I got worried because I, I didn't quite remember how it went, how it went down. Yeah, and Doc gets very close to telling him what happens, and yeah. he's like, "No, I'm not going to tell you. You got to make your own decisions yeah, yeah, yeah. in life. That's how this works." Yeah, and then he's able, you know, because he he actually grew because betters he, himself. Yeah, because because Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, <laughs> challenges him to a. Is a, it really? Yeah, that's amazing. That's needles. Needles. It's Flea. That's incredible. Oh yeah. He like challenges him with the drag race. Hey McFly. And he says like Nice wheels. Yeah, what are you, chicken or whatever? And then you think like, oh, here we go. And then he's like and then he of course doesn't because yeah. he, he learned, and then he says, like, oh, let's hit that Rolls Royce. And I went, oh, because of the Yeah. 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 And 
Elizabeth Shue still doesn't get anything. <laughs> she gets nothing. Nothing. Hey, no. she she got the Oscar nomination, so got a point. Yeah, I um, um yeah. Worst thing though, I feel like I should be able to come up with something, but I don't. Maybe maybe the fact that there's not a whole lot that you loved, which I the, I felt much the same way. I was not like this is bad. I was like this is. Fine, fine, but there's... it is because again, that's the flip side of having all the callbacks. Is that yeah. it also is kind of a retread, and so you... right, yeah. I, I still, I still like though. Again, just because we live in the age that we live in, <clears throat> I like seeing a a the end of a franchise that doesn't suggest. Oh wait, <laughs> pan down. What's that on the ground? Like they're very after credit scene. It's yeah. funny because I thought where you were going with that was the end of a franchise where it's oh my goodness, it's the the. Apocalypse! We gotta stop the oh, thing. The, the time machine's gonna explode and kill the world if we don't stop the DeLorean. Yeah, like the it's it's. Oh, they're trying. There's to... a dry, There's a giant blue beam shooting into the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oh, he's trying. Uh, the he's trying to go back and save his friend yeah. in the Wild West, and yeah. there's yeah. a train chase. And I, and I just liked that, that this movie was like, and it's over. And it's over, and Zemeckis yeah. and Gale will be like, "We're done. It's good. That's all you need." And I like that. I just we need more of that. We need more <laughs> finality in our. I don't mind movie franchises. I don't mind movie franchises that are more than three movies. I need some finality. I need a thud. I need a now. It's you need done. an ending. You need a closing of the book. The number of movie, yeah. the, I love how it says. Doesn't it just say the end? Yeah. At we the continue very end. to be like, included. The end. Perfect. Yeah. We're done. The number of franchise and we've I've I've ranted about this especially just all throughout this podcast. The number of I, it, it bears repeating though. The number of franchises that plan an ending and just do it are basically like three. <laughs> and, and, and some of those have got new movies coming out. Like. <laughs> exactly. There's I mean, it, legitimately though, this franchise Lord of the Rings, which is based off a book anyway, it's just an expanded. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's each volume of the book. Um, I mean, The Hobbit, but that's terrible. <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy. Spoilers. No, but he but, didn't have the ending in oh, The Dark Knight true, trilogy true, is is such an outlier as far as them actually kind of and and this one's kind of the same way where they didn't. The fact that they made the two movies together yeah. is kind of more what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy is such an outlier, and and is part of why I really like Christopher Nolan is because he actually was like, and people, a lot of people don't like the Dark Knight Rises. It's really gotten blown out of proportion. Yes. Uh, more recently, where everyone's just like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. Um, it's not. It's it's we've talked about it before. It's solid. Alex loves it. Um, I think it's pretty good. I love it and hate it at the same there's, time. There's some really great. It's moments. very bizarre. It's Tom definitely Hardy. not a bad movie. I, 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 I will stick by that. I mostly love it. <laughs> Tom Hardy's amazing. Yeah, I will stick by that no matter what. <laughs> that the fact that he did that is incredible, but the thing is that's still bookended by two series of movies that like, like as far as the Batman franchise and stuff, like it's still continuing and they're still yeah, kind of like yeah. just winging it completely. And of course, he was more or less winging it, but still, he came. He right. created an arc without, like, planning it, which is just incredible. Um, yeah, <laughs> the list ends about there. Because every other franchise that I'm thinking of, because even Star Wars, and I really enjoyed yeah, the two, sure, the, sure. the two newest Star Wars movies. I think they're both. Yeah, the, great. They might be my two favorite Star Wars movies. <laughs> I don't know, but they might be. Um, they get crucified for that on the internet. Yeah, really. 
But both of them, if they weren't good, I would just say they were unnecessary. And they're still not necessary. Mm -hmm. But I like them. So that makes it me, and, me not mine. And even people don't even like Return of the Jedi all that much. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that franchise never even unless your Empire, unless your Empire Strikes Back, you're screwed. Basically, yeah. as a Star yeah. Wars movie, yeah, or um, like it's the Clone Wars movie, or not movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, TV show, TV show. Okay, okay. About to give me a heart attack sorry. there, man. The, the the animated show is apparently really good. Um, Both of them actually people love. Yeah, the ones and just like the the two yeah, yeah, shorts. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's like it's so hard to find a franchise that will just stay still. And I really like that Back to the Future did that then, and is still doing it now, and we can all just go, here we go, it's this, and that's it. Yeah. Because sometimes, nowadays, if a movie, if a franchise stops, it's because they they stop making money. Yeah. Like, but they're, apparently they're going to reboot Resident Evil, which ended less than a year ago. Wait, already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read that somewhere. The last one came out this year. I know. <laughs> it came out like a few months ago they're at the time of this recording. Apparently they want to reboot it. Which I know they weren't super well received, but there were six movies. Well, maybe they can get not Paul W. S. Anderson to do it. And True. Then or maybe, maybe they just will. Maybe they'll get Paul Thomas Anderson to do it. <laughs> and my head will explode. In a good way, because Paul Thomas Anderson is great. Give him the exact same resources, like give him Mila Jovovich, <laughs> and just see what happens. Oh, he would do some... I mean, he would find a way. He <laughs> Oscars? Would, he, oh, dude. Paul Thomas Anderson is no I good. don't think he I've ever actually watched anything by him. Uh, Magnolia is amazing I need to see There Will Be Blood again Punch Drunk Love is pretty great I need to see There Will Be Blood that's, for the first time I yeah. that's, that's it's been awesome. a long time it's good and and uh, The Master is gorgeous and Joaquin Phoenix is phenomenal I I it's weird I wanna <laughs> I wanna watch it cause it's, a, it's supposed to be an allegory for like Scientology yeah yeah it is huh. it is yeah it's and, it's bizarre but everyone in it is for some reason Scientology fascinates me and I just wanna watch that yeah Paul Thomas Anderson is just a a great, great filmmaker who apparently like has gone on record about complaining that he had a film teacher who was like, "If you're here to learn how to make Terminator 2, this is the wrong class. You're gonna make that." And he was like, "Four letter word, you. I love Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is awesome." <laughs> and I was like, "That's my guy, prestige <laughs> filmmaker who loves like Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Good job, man." Speaking of which, the Terminator franchise. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I want to rant about this some more because I don't know. Anywhere. I don't know that we've ever just. This is a good time to do it because this is such a. Unicorn in the world of movie franchises, um, well, I mean, which look, is what this podcast I, I mean, is about. I mean, it's kind of relevant. I mean, look at look at the the pattern even that it has, where it's like we made the first one, mm -hmm. and then we'll do two and three together. Yeah, you got, you got the Matrix, and then you got the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Same exact formula. Yeah, you know, I like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, sure. but. I don't think it works and, nearly as well as it does here. And yeah. then, of course, the Matrix movies, we've been yeah, there, yeah. done that. And the Pirates of Caribbean movies, they continue to make more there's, movies. There's, yeah, they don't, going, they don't yeah. stop it, yeah. Um, well, because now whenever you sign a deal to make a friend, you, you never sign a deal to make one movie. You sign for like six. Yeah, like King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, <laughs> is a movie that was apparently supposed to have six movies, and I don't know that that'll happen. <laughs> um, I still kind of want to see it, <laughs> but... I, I, I'm... I kind of it, it scratches yeah. that like 2007 Britain itch <laughs> for me when I was watching a lot of like medieval themed stuff. Beowulf, I, honestly, yeah. And like the time I watched that Lorna Dune miniseries, it was just like just weird. And I was listening to a lot of like Irish music, and I'm like, <laughs> I kind of want to watch it just to time travel for myself. Um, but um, I don't know that it'll be good. Toy Story, of course. I think we brought that up before talking about this. Yeah, but that's not even necessarily. 
That is also kind of winging it, but it's just the case of that's a that's a Christopher Nolan type thing where yeah. it's like there's, we'll just take each one. And one at a there's time. also five years right between four or five years between the first two, yeah. and and then like ten, ten years between the next two. Yeah, and so it's like it's not a, really a case of them trying to plant to, to yeah. continue. That's to just milk. like we'll wait until we're ready. It's we're not a also, case of them like somehow yeah. catching the lightning in a bottle three times while trying to milk this franchise. It's a case of. We're gonna make three really good movies with the same characters. They, they find a way to do that, yeah. and that um, and I, Toy Story three is like perfect as far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. And apparently they're gonna make four, which I think is, again, um, just <laughs> in, it just I can't put it into words. As we were saying, I can't put it into words how bad of an idea I think that is. Again, if anyone's gonna find a way to make it work, it'll be Pixar. But again, a Pixar sequel, no Pixar sequel has worked except the Toy Story movies, which <laughs> I don't know how. Again, it's all cyclical. Which uh, and and even then, them they used to be like the height of yeah. they could do no wrong, and now they've. I really think don't think Cars is I, I think bad at all. I think um, what happened is Pixar was a god, and now it's a human. Yeah, yeah. It, they, um, they they made some movies that were Inside amazing. Out is incredible. Oh, um, if you can make God bleed, <laughs> people will cease to believe in him. <laughs> because I think I think that's the thing with with, with Pixar is that they did from Toy Story through. I, I don't even know. Maybe like I think up, up might have been maybe up. But probably Toy Story three. So I think Toy Story three was after up. Was it maybe okay. Toy Story three? Toy Story three. Yeah. Every movie they made was phenomenal. People quibble about Cars, but Cars didn't really stop that. No, no, no. trend. It was also in it. But like they had a, a couple of years. It was like Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story three, where it's just like you couldn't stop them. And then they made like Cars two, which was the worst movie they made so far. Which again. Big deal. It's a fine. I, the, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it, but for I, I've seen some of it. It's not great. From what I know, it's a fine kids animated movie. Yeah. That's you just put on, and that's and that's the problem is that Pixar never stoops. For for Pixar, that was a very low level for mm-hmm. them because they had so much further to fall. And now the last few movies they've made would, have all been fine, like Dining Dory and Good Dinosaur. They didn't make Inside Out in that time, and which is what I was saying. That, exactly. That movie is incredible. And Inside uh, Out really worked. And part of this is Inside Out used Pete Docter, who was on the team from like the beginning. Yeah. He made Monsters, Inc. and Up. Yeah. So like they, they, they got one of their guys. So, you know, I, 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 I still trust Pixar as just, now I'm like, if it's not amazing, it won't break my heart. But again, and I'm, I'm waiting for... I know a lot of people, when Iron Fist came out, were like, oh, the MCU finally messed up! Yeah. I mean... It, yeah, I got terrible ratings. It's fine. Yeah. It's not great. It's, um, yeah. The what was I gonna say? I feel like it's not. I part of that's because the Rotten Tomatoes scores for TV shows are so screwed up. I feel yeah. like it's not. If it had been released to the same reviews, it probably would have gotten similar ratings, to like Incredible Hulk, maybe mm. like one of the early Avengers solo movies. Yeah. Um, maybe Thor two, but like the could I mean maybe. I'm not going to say it's pro- it is probably one of the worst things the MCU has made, but that doesn't that's not saying a whole lot. Um, or did I say that phrase wrong? Basically, they make a lot of good things, so like something being the worst thing they made is not that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but even then, I'm waiting for the moment because, and that's the thing is they're planning so far ahead, and they put they have so much like invested in making sure everything goes right, and they've got. I think once Feige steps down, then they're going to have an issue with that. I'm I'm curious to see how things go because just eventually he's going to get old, he's going to want to retire. I'm curious to see how things go when he inevitably does have to step down because they can't. I I feel like that's not even a sustain. As amazing as it is that they have not really had a complete just critical miss, yeah, or um, 
you know, commercial miss and and just how consistently solid their movies are, I, I don't think that's really a, a thing that you can continue to do well um, in that regard. And so I'm like, it really only works if you plan out and just say, all right, yeah. we're going to end the franchise here, and that's that's it. And I think that it's so And hard. you still have to do that well. Yeah. It's the same with TV shows. You know? mm-hmm. I, I really think that it's so hard right now and we, we've talked a little bit about criticism in the internet age on this podcast before but I feel like right now unless you make a masterpiece people assume your movie's garbage it's it's so you find such extreme opinions and even then if you make something that people love I just give it a minute <laughs> like La La Land is a movie that was just people loved it I and now it's not called like hate it hate it but now people start to turn around on it because and I, my my theory is is that we're all trying to be Godzilla and level nature. We're all trying to keep like an even <laughs> keel because it happens when you hear that something's amazing, it's the best thing ever. Someone's got to go. I don't know if it's the best thing ever, just to try to bring that back down. And everyone says, "Oh, it's terrible." Someone's got to go. I don't know. I kind of like it because we need like a we need a flat surface to walk on. <laughs> and Pretty I, much. And I think that it it just gets dangerous because again. There is no consensus. Consensus is so hard to find nowadays. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. You can't really bring up Rotten Tomatoes because everyone's immediately like, oh, you know, that's the critics. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, it's so... And it, it's you also, can't really yeah. use that as evidence because then the people will say, well, that's just the critics. That's, you know, look at... I don't know. It, and, be, and people still, it's they see, see what I want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if I were looking at Rotten Tomatoes and it was a movie and I agreed with those ratings, I'd be like, yeah, I think this is pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Or... And if I didn't, I would go, oh, this is nonsense. And which, you just gotta... I mean, I feel like half the time when you read off the Rotten Tomato scores, we're like, oh, you know, that's pretty low, or that's too high, or whichever. Yeah, that doesn't... And that's fine, because it's also nebulous, but I I think that it's so difficult right now to to make something that people continue to like, unless you make something that is just like... Because it it, it stops being about your merit, and starts being about your popularity. There are so many things in media that I criticize, and I and realize that I'm just criticizing the fans, or I'm just trying to like answer the fans. I'm not actually looking at the thing itself and going, you know, maybe Tom Hiddleston's not so bad. I'm really just going, God, shut up, Tumblr. Like I just kind of, I get so annoyed with the fans, and that's on me. But I, I think that to, to really sustain populace or sustain good opinion of yourself nowadays, you have to not be too successful. You have to be like right at the water, like at, right at the water, like just so you can breathe and you just keep going. And, and you don't, you don't talk to anybody. You're just like, <laughs> we have a show, we have a movie, we're just there. And then people go, yeah, there's that. Is anyone talking to it? All right, we won't you, say anything. You have to hit that sweet spot where everyone's like, oh man, yeah, I never find anybody else who who, who talks about the show, but I love it. You have yeah. to hit that sweet spot where you don't blow up. Like you have to, people have to be aware of you. But they can't love you because if they love you, then someone has to yell at them, and if they hate you, then someone has to yell at what? You're gonna make me have to do this, aren't you? What? It's halt and catch fire. Well, is what you're talking I mean, about? No, 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 no. Not, that's, I mean, that, that's an no, example I, I, of what I, I mean. I know, <laughs> but it's not that. That's not the only. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk around that. <laughs> no, that no, no, title. no, no. No, I know. I. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just like what. I'm. I'm gonna have to be the one that brings this up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, I think because halt and catch fire is a show that was. It was never a smash anything but it was always well liked so it just kind of got to exist yeah and I like how we brought up Halt and Catch Fire for like 
I think since we started Back to the Future, we just keep bringing it up. That's true. Maybe well, earlier. Since uh, Terminator. <laughs> since the Genesis. Because it's set in the 80s. It, yeah. It, 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 it matters. Um, it's like poetry. It rhymes. And I think... And it's, it's, just, it's hard to be famous now because everyone's going to hate you. And because it's so hard to... The biggest thing for me, as far as what you're saying, is that when someone says, Oh, this thing is great then you can get you can write off that for a little while and be everyone be like oh you made this amazing thing we love you the moment you make anything else it doesn't matter how good it is people are going to be like oh, it's not as good as the first one yeah because yeah. i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why yeah it's just but it's, no one wants to believe that you can like have i don't know and, and, and it's the internet and so much of criticism nowadays is is trying people trying to sound smart it, it, it stops being about like expressing your opinion about something. It starts being like you want to you want to be able to say you've read the comics. You want to say, sure. oh well, you know, in the original, it's not you go like maybe something isn't like the comics, and that's why it works. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I know the source material. I know where this comes right. from. So I'm better than so you. therefore you're cough, cough, Game of Thrones. Right, <laughs> Game of Thrones. I love that show. It as long as it ends well, it will probably be my favorite show of all time. Sure, but the number and and. That it, fan base is I'm not saying it, it doesn't have yeah. issues, but yeah, like, the number of people who think it is, like, go- there are people who legitimately call some of the writing garbage on that. And I'm not saying that they don't make mistakes, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, the show is so much better than the level of trash. And trash has yeah. become such an easy word for people to mm-hmm. just chuck around and be like, it, it, oh, it's, no, it's... Well, it, it's, it's everybody going to both extremes. You can no longer say, or... or Everyone says now, "Oh, it's the greatest thing ever." Oh, it's yeah. the worst thing ever. You go yeah. to you go to both extremes. Yeah. It's not really yeah. much of a middle anymore. This is a. Go- I've been trying to make this point for years to people. Like or excuse me, not liking something and disliking something are two completely different things. Yeah. If you dislike something, that means you have like there's a presence of of you 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 dislike it. You think it's bad. You you it's a negative opinion. There's like some disdain. If you don't like it, that just means there's an absence of affection. Yeah. I. Don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't dislike them. I don't hate them. They exist in the world. I don't seek them out. I dislike uh, uh, peppermint because I don't like the way it tastes. Leave me alone. I don't <laughs> like. So that's just like a, that, that's it. There's, there's a two we just lost like five years. <laughs> oh, Wichita, no. But there's a uh, th- so there's this thing in the like in the music industry. I feel like where if you if you say you don't like a certain artist then suddenly they have to clap back at you because you're a hater. And they've got to like write a song about how you don't like it. And take that, and you're like, I never said you were bad. I never said you aren't talented. I never said you're built poorly. I just said, I don't, like, your music's not for me. So it's almost like, because I've had this happen to me where I'm like, there's an artist and we say, oh, I don't really like them. And then you have to defend that and you have to basically say, no, 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 I love them and they're perfect and they're amazing and, and, and they're, they're, they're like the best thing that ever happened. They're just not for me. I just don't really like them, but I love them. You can't really just go like, eh, they're not for me. And people go, I get it. And then you all just <laughs> go back to bed. And we're saying all this and we keep we keep putting it in the context of the internet. I, I love the internet for yeah. all This has happened to me in real life too. It's not just the internet. <laughs> I don't um, talk about pop stars on the internet very much. <laughs> But, like, the, I love the internet for what it has done to culture and the fact that it, it has made... It's it's an amazing invention. It's very helpful. I know a lot of people love to, to think it's the worst thing ever. That's just because people love to think that the things they had when they were younger were yep. better than the things yep. that people have now, or, like, mm-hmm. their generation was better, their time was better. Yeah. Um, 
They, I mean, I'm not saying that there aren't like some legitimate reasons to believe that as far as like economic issues and stuff like that. But as far as the internet goes, it's such an incredible invention as far as allowing people... I mean, just the fact that people from, you know, the, our, our fans in India over there uh, to our fans in Roanoke. We, <laughs> yeah, have, we yeah. have multiple fans in Roanoke we do, now. We do. They've, they've got, they, they're, they're multiplying. It's <laughs> this, very strange. This it's helped, actually kind of creepy. This helped that Kubrick purist to connect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He found... He found yeah. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, like, two people from across the, world, the planet can... And not that I mean I know there's still issues with internet uh, censorship in certain countries yeah. and stuff, but two people from across the planet can fundamentally discuss something like this without knowing each other is yeah. is incredible and such an achievement. And I think it, I think a lot of people take the wrong things necessarily from yeah what happens because of the internet as far as oh well now everyone ha like the, we keep making these statements about oh everyone now has to think like this. It's really not like that. It's really that everyone used to think like that, and now it's a lot more obvious because we show it. We just right chuck it all up on the internet. Yeah, um, the internet. I, I think if anything, it's just it's becoming more and more clear how relative so many things are. Because yes. people are in, in people's in, like we were saying, you either love it or you hate it. It's proving more and more that there are there is that neutrality does exist, and that sometimes people just don't like something and you can just you just disagree but people keep looking they want these blanket statements they want they want a consensus they want something to latch onto it they want a certainty because they're not comfortable with accepting that like life is chaos and that entertainment is chaos like it doesn't there's no right or wrong there's no good it just is it's just out there and you know we get on here and say that, oh it's bad it's bad we're still ultimately saying like we think that <laughs> And any human being can come up to us and say, I don't know, I like it. And they're just as right as we are. And and I think the internet is helping people understand that. It's just taking a long time because everyone's trying to be part of the certainty. And I think that's unhealthy. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> so, so back to the future part three. Back to back to the future part three. And the Batman voice never really bothered me. <laughs> there I am. His lips flared way out. When he did that. <laughs> I'm very strong. Yeah, Pete Holmes does like the his, Pete Holmes's Batman uh, character is wonderful. Batman. They actually just just the other night I was watching. They had um, they did Red Nose Day. Oh yeah. Um, it was the Ben Affleck thing, right? Yeah, there's there oh, a little a little clip of Ben Affleck. Um, they were doing all these these funny little like cute little wishes from kids asking about asking. Um, Who's, who's I think it was Rachel McAdams maybe was was one of the, the celebrities there and like so like they were doing all these these like wishes about oh I want, I hope that kids like it was all these kids and saying like oh I hope that you know ch the children get the help they need it yeah. and then one kid just goes I want to get a kiss from Rachel McAdams and she was like is that like it, it, it cut to a clip of her and she was like what and then like several other kids were like I want that too. And like they started, I agree with these kids. They started doing all these jokes. It, it's very cute. Yeah, yeah. Nice. that sounds nice. Um, they started doing all these jokes, which is one kid was like, "I want Ben Affleck to do the the Batman voice," and he was like, uh, he, he said some line and, and like, yeah, you yeah. know, like like the way oh, he does wow. it in, in the Batman vs Superman, and, and then he was like, "No, do it like like Christian Bale does," and he was like, uh, "Okay," and so he tried to do it like that, and then he was like, "I think I just want Christian Bale," and he was like, "Well, you can't have Christian Bale." <laughs> he was great. That's cute. Ben Affleck, say what you will about him. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. He is he, he seems, is. he seems also like a good guy. He is game. Like, he, he lives on SNL and just, like, 
throws himself into it. It's delightful. Yeah, he who he who has taken so much beating from Hollywood well before he ever got announced as Batman. He had gotten such crap from so many people over Gigli of all movies, and you know now like I don't know he he, he come out of it, I think with a pretty good head. So back to back to the future part three. I thought it was kind of funny when um Marty goes back and there are all these Indians. <laughs> they had to do some very clever cutting because his car almost hit horses like six times. Oh really? Oh, it's very. I was like. They, they show him driving and then they, they cut and he's in a very different part of the, <laughs> yeah. of the herd and I'm like he's never hang on can I just say it was kind of weird for him to be like oh but Doc won't I crash into those Indians and Doc's like you're not thinking fourth dimensionally I'm like I get it so he can explain it to the audience yeah but that Marty seems there's very no, stupid there's no reason for because Marty's done this like nine times yeah. by now like he should nine times yeah, and then they, they, I think they have a very similar discussion later about something yeah. else. I'm like, okay, oh. no, it's it's about the bridge. Yeah, the bridge. Doing yeah. The which makes a bit more sense. That would make sense for him to be like, Doc, I'm going to drive off the bridge. Yeah, and he's like, No, you're not, because it's built in the future. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, how great was it when they switched catchphrases? Oh, that was beautiful. That's awesome, and it's so neatly done because then it just cuts. And it's just what, is cut. the, what is the scene exactly? Is it? Um, it's uh, oh, I look, look at the headstones. Yeah, because uh, the Doc's name disappears on the headstone in the picture, so he's like. Oh, I didn't die. But then the guy starts taking Marty's measurements. He's like, "Oh, these are for, this is for your coffin." You're for your coffin, and Marty's like, "Oh, and goes, of course, the date hasn't been erased on the headstone. That means someone else is just not me. We don't know yet." But Tannen could still shoot you, and, and Marty goes, "Great Scott, I know this is heavy." <laughs> and then awesome. it just cuts. It is great. This is a cute little. Moment. I don't know that I've ever actually connected the thematic sense that Marty saved himself with a bulletproof vest. Yeah. At the, I don't know that I've ever actually like thought about that. Oh my god, you're right. I just caught that too when you said that. Huh. It's like poetry and rhyme, it really but is. it works. Oh, that's incredible. Zemeckis is a sharp guy, can, man. Can I just Zemeckis say, is amazing. At pay- oh, I said this last episode. He's amazing at setup and payoff. Yep. Yeah. Can as I just say, as... my favorite moment of probably all three movies is when they look at the Doc's tombstone. Mm. And Marty goes, or, or he says, shot in the back by... By Mad Dog Tannen over a matter of eighty dollars. What kind of a future do you call that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this is a. I think I admire this franchise right now more than I have affection for it, because I think it does so many things so right. And I think this is a movie that if you grow up with it, that's where how you get your affection. I love Michael J. Fox endlessly. Um, I think like Thomas Wilson was great in these movies. Oh, he's so good. I, I the really, cast, I the really cast is amazing in a very unconventional way. Yes, because it's Thompson's not solid. They're all perfect for what they need to be. It's oh, not just yeah. like, oh, we got all these amazing actors, and like you know they would later go on to be stars. It's like we got these very specific people, and yeah. probably no one else would have worked for these. Who are very good at these characters, and that's why it succeeds. It's not because they got famous cameos; they got the right people to play the parts. Mm-hmm. Did y'all find the uh, the multiple Michael J. Foxes more distracting this time? No, I actually wanted to say his Irish accent is really good. Michael J. Fox doesn't do accents very often. His Irish accent's pretty solid, and Irish is a hard accent to do. I but, know, but I'm just sorry. in terms of the scenes, I thought yeah, the it was a lot more off. I thought it was weirder that he was married to Leah Thompson. Yeah, that was kind of. I understand they wanted to keep Leah Thompson in the... Especially because so many studios were worried about the first one because they are like, the mom's attracted to the kid. They were just yes. like, oh, he's printing money at this point. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I don't... If the kids like incest, the kids like incest. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Okay. That's probably on a court document somewhere. <laughs> and that is the worst joke I've ever made on this podcast. I guarantee you. That's the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that was just a little odd to me, but I... Like, the moment of Marty holding his great-grandfather as a baby was a cute moment. Yeah. And because there are these moments of... To, and I, I, I like that this movie more than the other seemed to really hammer in, like, the sentimentality between his, his relationship with, with Doc, which you mentioned. Yeah. I think that worked really, really well. Um, without being, like, saccharine or, like, over the top, but just being like, these guys are best friends. Like, yeah. this means oh, something to each other. J- just the fact that at the end, the Doc gives him the picture of them with the, yeah. with the, with the, the clock. Yeah. That is so... Per- for anyone that has yeah. affection for even just the first one, that yeah. that means something. What, um... But can I get back to the yeah, I'm special sorry, effects yeah. real quick? I felt like the the coloring for these it was a lot more off because you mm. just have these long, you know, shots of them just walking together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like Marty is colored way different. Like he's a different shade than yeah, yeah. than uh, Seamus, right? Isn't yeah, Seamus. Seamus yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like sometimes Leah Thompson's looking at him. And I'm like it. Okay, it's it's not quite as succinct as it was in the second one. Yeah, because the second one is like just all but perfect. Yeah, and, and, and this yeah. this one, I, I don't know if it's because they were trying to be more ambitious with the actual shots or what. Or maybe it's because was. they were just like, well, it's more difficult in the second one, so they worked harder on yeah. it. Or maybe it's like just the color palette, just being in the old west. Maybe there's a lot. It's it, very bright. Yeah, it, it's harder with the lighting to be able to work with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. What did we think of Doc's love story? I don't. It's fine. cute. Yeah. yeah, I like Mary Steen version. Yeah, I like the Jules Verne stuff. Yeah, our, our boys Jules and Verne. I like that. The reason he wants to stay is just because he likes her, and not because she finds out. She's like, no, he has to stay with yeah. me. It's not anything like she's being selfish or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just they like each other, and he doesn't yeah. want to leave. Well, I like that. That too wasn't him going like, no, I have to because of the time and the flux, and I figured out the path. This movie, I think, does a really lovely job of both Marty and Doc letting go of planning mm-hmm. because so much about these movies and understand it worked and it needed to be that way with them going no we have to change this has to happen so this can happen because we have to know the future and now it's like both of them go reach these points where they go I don't I, I don't want to know and like Doc doesn't fall in love with Claire because he thinks he's supposed to he does because he does yeah and likewise Marty at the end he saves himself because he grew as a person not because he figured out the trick yeah. And that is, I think, a really lovely lesson about how to live life is to just live honestly and not because you're trying to figure it out. But also, like, it really works for these movies. And that that helped the third one not just feel like, oh, this is the third one, but actually felt like the net, an extension and a close to something. And yeah. the, the, the thing about the relationship is that it does a good job of humanizing Doc Brown, yes. where before he was kind of like the exposition dumper. In a, yeah. I mean, he's he's amazing, charismatic, and very fun to watch. Yeah, he's a wacky but like, scientist. Now we kind of, yeah, we, we kind of ground him a little bit. And, and like you were saying, take him away from the, oh, no man can know too much about his own future, Marty. Like, yeah. we, we bring it that back in, and now it's kind of yeah. like more, you know what, just do whatever. Yeah. And I think they, they handle that beautifully. he still kind of uses that logic anyway. To a degree. Well, no, when he's saying, I'm not going to tell you about this mistake you make in the future, you have oh, to make your own decisions. Yeah. Okay, but that's a different rationale. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, if you know about your future, it's not, then you can screw Oh, you're going to screw up the the time continuum yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. oh, you need to be your own person. Yeah. Which is a very, yeah. And it's great because they don't, therefore, spit on that that device in the, from the previous two movies. They go, no, we've these characters have grown past that, yeah. and this is the next step for them. 
And I like that they sort of settled in like, yeah, Marty and oh, Lorraine, not Lorraine. What's his girlfriend's name? Ellen? Jennifer? Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, Mar- Marty and Jennifer. They're together. They're going to get married and that's the deal and there we go. Um, I like that they didn't throw in this like, uh-oh, Marty love story. Who's that hot girl we can cast so people will see sure. the movie? They're just like, no, Marty's got a girlfriend. We're done. I, I do like how they keep it very simple. It's not like, oh, there's a girl in the Old West that Marty's attached to as well. It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. It's like, no, Marty and Jennifer, we're done. Yeah. Um, or if they turn it into some very weird love triangle yeah, where completely. both of them are trying to, they're vying for Clara's <laughs> affections or something. Like, oh, yeah. I could see it in the hands of a lesser filmmaker trying to do that and it's just falling horribly apart. Yeah. Batman yeah. and Robin, question mark? <laughs> Which is our favorite of the three movies? Rubber lips are immune to your charms. I mean, I think I think one is still. I agree. I think one's the tightest. Two's two's a, just a bucket of fun. Yeah. But I really liked this one when I watched yeah. it. I still think the first one's overall the best. But I, I, I think that's very hard to dispute. Yeah, I think on pure enjoyment level, I think this is tied with the first one oh, for wow. me. I think wow. the second one just has way too many problems, just time travel and mm. all that stuff. Mm. But th- this one, I yeah, I don't know. I got you. I think one is my top in both regards, like analytically and emotionally. Um, not not to undo the thing I was just complaining about on, on about the internet, but I think that yeah, I just had a blast with that one. Um, and I do like that this one also didn't try to go. Oh no, we have to go to 1955. They're just like, no, we settled it. So I think we've talked about this before, but I do feel like one is amazing on its own as far as yes. like its arc. Two and three really need one in order to feel right. yes, the absolutely. overall that's arc. And, and so, like, that's... They're very much add-ons as opposed to their own things. And so it's like, you can either experience the first one or you can experience the whole trilogy. But I think watching just two, yeah, you know, on, in a vacuum or just three on a vacuum... And of course, I mean, of course they're continuations of stories. I mean, yeah, it doesn't help the two ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. That kind but, of I mean, necessitates The first, the first one does too. But, um... Yeah. The... I mean, and not that they were really going for standing on their own, but I'm saying, like, thematically and getting the emotional payoff that yeah. you, you want, you really need to watch the whole thing yeah. if you want that to really work. Yeah, you have to stop at one after to watch the whole thing. I yeah. agree. I agree. Okay, so so I have some random nitpicks, like I always sure. do for these movies. These ones not, aren't necessarily about the time travel specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just random plot points I thought were weird, and all of them come within the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. So the first one is... Jennifer is not questioning the fact that Marty is in the very Old West clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I had this very strange dream that we were in the future and all this stuff. And she's not going, are you wearing what? Yeah. What's going on? And then she finally pulls out the paper after, you know, the Rolls Royce and all that stuff yeah, happens. Yeah. She's like, it erased. Mm. And it's like, oh, I guess now Marty's going to tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should have been like immediately like Marty explains everything like while they're driving. Yeah. Or something. That just yeah, seemed yeah. very weird. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, next, I think it's a bit of a stretch that the doc is able to build the, the time traveling <laughs> train. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking well, about. He, uh, the only line of dialogue he has is, it runs on steam. Which I kind of <laughs> oh, love. Which is like, also, it's also very back to the future in the sense yeah. that it's like, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. It's, it's the same idea where it's just like. But at least that makes yeah, sense. It's like in the future. Okay, I I understand. But like in the old west, like I, like they say specifically, like in, in the fifties when 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 he's like, oh, we just need more plutonium to power up the car. And he's like, you you won't be able to get more plutonium for a long time. Yeah. It's like, 
Well, if that's an issue then, I don't feel like he'd be able to build a flying train. Although, you could argue about the flying like he's been to yeah. all different time periods. Sure. But still, the fact that he's able to build another time machine in the first place. Yeah. Well, maybe he... I'm not... Uh, I know what you're saying. What's, any, what's a... F- like I said, nitpicks. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and build build a headcanon for what what's like a, I'm trying to think of like any famous thing in like the 80s to like the the 1880s up to like the 1900s. Oh, he pulled a prestige the and he went to gin. go say see uh, Tesla. The cotton gin. <laughs> he harnessed the power of the cotton gin. Sho- shoes all, with late with buttons. All he really needs to do is get into the future. So that then he can like what's, well, get into the future. What's it there say on the moccasins? Nikkei. The uh, the oh. bicycles with a huge front wheel and tiny back wheels. <laughs> See ya later, suckers. It I'll runs be there. On steam. I'll be there an hour after you with throw up all over my legs. <laughs> it, it's it's all he really needs to do is get in the future once, so that he can get all these resources and That's build true. it, and then he can do whatever yeah. he feels like. Can I just all say, the flying trains he wants. I love the gag that he's at the bar and he feels bad about having to leave Clara and he doesn't yeah. drink a single shot mm-hmm. until the very end and then he drinks and that causes all the problems with the third act. Yeah. Would y'all rather time travel in a DeLorean or a train? A DeLorean? <laughs> I feel like that's just a lot more iconic. Yeah. More, I mean, it'd be a lot easier to use, I feel like. because Yeah, would just, that's true. It would go... Just... Yeah. I mean, just well, just where it would go and like how you can fit it into stuff. That's true. You need, need railroad tracks either yeah. way. That's a good yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like this this last problem I have is a bit more important. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if he would build a time another time machine. Right. He spends so much of this movie going, "We need to destroy this thing as soon yeah. as we get back." And then I know it's it's sort of the thing I was, where it's, I, I brought where it's like. Earlier. <coughs> Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, you know, you need to be butterfly effect. You need to be careful about what you do in the future. I have whatever. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like how in the first movie the entire time he's like, no, Marty, you can't tell me. No man can know too much about his own fate. And then at the end he's just like, eh. Maybe it was just. Or I figured, what, what, what's the line? I figured, what the heck? You know, yeah. it's. Maybe it was just as simple as like he wanted to see Marty again and give him the picture. Maybe that was also like the doc wanting closure for himself. But even then, they, they don't go back like. It makes it seem like it's very open ended where he's taking oh, his family. True. Yeah. Yep. I think I think it's just like again, it's about, I mean, I think at least it's consistent character where it's like at some point he just can't sit around doing nothing with the knowledge in his head, I feel like. Yeah. Is, is the it's it's it is Especially that he married someone who's, in, who's interested in all that stuff. Like it would be encouraged if he was like, I wonder if I should build a time machine. She'd be like, Yeah, you should build a time machine. <laughs> How, how did we feel about the ending where, where the whole thing is we have to race it on the train tracks to get it up to 88 miles per hour? I thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought it, I, I like bringing the hoverboard that's, in was fun. That's the thing. Bringing it back to the Old West and you have a lot less that you have you're, you have at your disposal yeah. in terms of like technology you can use. and yeah. It still manages to be pretty creative. They were, absolutely. I thought it really worked. I like the, and they brought in the hoverboard again, which was, which was cute. Yeah. Do we have anything else really to say? Does anyone else feel kind of bad for future Biff when he's like washing Marty's car? No. <laughs> I do. And I don't think it's because it's Biff. It's because I see a character like that and I just go, character like that, I feel bad for you. Then I go, Britain, it's Biff. And I'm like, yeah, but in this timeline he didn't do that stuff. I mean, he still... But he still did. 
I mean, he he tried to yeah, exactly. sexually assault. Exactly. That's, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I still ultimately don't feel bad, but just like that part of me goes like, I see a person acting this way. I feel bad for you, and then I don't remember who it is. Well, plus it's like I'm sure George pays him pretty well. That's true. No, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to like defend Biff at all. I'm just saying like, can I just say that that, that like when I first see him, it strikes it strikes me <laughs> in my heart, and I go, yeah. hang on. Marty's brother is played by a Mark McClure, mm-hmm. who is Jimmy Olsen in the Chris Reeve. Superman movies. Oh, wow. And he has a cameo in Supergirl. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing. I, I, I'm i talking about the movie. I, I, I'm not sure if he's in the show. I, I wouldn't put it past him. They, they, they do a lot of cameos in that show. But yeah. Cool. So our next... We're not starting another franchise next. Do we want to do grades first before we... Yeah, we're sorry, trying. sorry. Okay. I'm going B+. Um, I, I think I, I'm kind of in agreement with y'all where it's just like... There, there is a lot of been here, done that, and that's sort of the risk you run with the it's poetry, it rhymes. You're just yeah. repeating a lot of elements, yeah. and there's not a whole lot of new stuff in here other than Doc's got a love interest. It's the old west, yeah. But I still really love it. Yeah. So I'm like I, I gave the first one an A minus. There's still some problems with it. Obviously, I already said that, but most of it's nitpicks. It's still really good, yeah. and I really enjoy it. For me, it's yeah, B plus. I'm, I'm also going B plus. Because my my rating for my ratings have gone A A minus B plus, and I feel like that's how I felt about these movies. Not like oh, it's all downhill. Like, yeah, no, it's all positive. It's just each one I feel a little less rapturous about than the previous one. So I'm going B, B plus as well. I was actually oh. at B, I think, until I realized that bulletproof vest thing. Yeah, because that's just and that's that's what I love about this franchise is that they're just he's Zemeckis is so great at just doing these little things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I would really love to do like an, an extended, another direct, kind of what we did with Jupiter Ascending, but you know, with a good movie. By it's yeah, like no. Forrest Gump. Or, I mean, there's nothing that really works thematically as yeah, far as a reason is, to actually do it. Uh, so, yeah, because um, like there's, if we just wanted to watch this, there's plenty of Zemeckis movies that we could talk about, but there's not one that fits well enough in with this. Yeah, like that's still Zemeckis. Like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but that's not <laughs> Zemeckis. Teen Wolf, which is Michael J. Fox, and this was just his other '80s movie. But that's not anywhere close to being like this. So, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I would love to watch another Zemeckis movie just because he's awesome, and I could watch Flight again. Because I'm not the biggest Forrest Gump fan in the world, um, but maybe I'd like. Or like it. Castaway. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen Castaway. Oh really? Yeah, oh, you, me too. You would probably love that. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I think I would. That's probably my top ten. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Or and, Pol- and Polar Express is one of my favorite Christmas yeah, Polar, movies. Yeah, so. Polar Express is delightful. Yeah, there's not like another one that fits. A little bit creepy, but delightful. The facial animations <laughs> terrify me. It never, it never scared me. It scared so everybody. There's, there's Uncanny Valley stuff going on yeah, all through I don't that know, movie. It just never, never got me. I don't know why. Anyway, Christmas magic. But yeah, so that's that's our review. We are so what we're gonna do instead? We're we're gonna go ahead and hit Logan. Um, just came out on DVD. Yeah, just came out on DVD. So we're gonna continue to, to fill in that X Men franchise. Um, Spoiler alert: A plus. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I haven't seen any of the Wolverine solo movies. Sure. In, like Logan Origins, the Wolverine. Haven't seen any of them. So I'm gonna start with Logan. Uh, that's fine. I think a lot of people did, and that's totally fine. I, I think the I'll... Wolverine. I think did we we reviewed the Wolverine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. might rent the Wolverine just for kicks, just because sure. I like James Mangold. And it's it's this it. I would argue that Logan very much feels like what they wanted to do with the Wolverine and then kind of got sidetracked at the end because studio execs were like, oh no, you need to do other things with it. Right. And and Logan feels a lot more like they were just able to do what they want. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I would I would suggest 
watching the Wolverine because I do think that's a really good movie. I gave it like yeah. an A minus, and I think yeah. I would enjoy it. Regard, I don't think I would enjoy it. And I think I still consider. He, he gave it an A minus. I, I, I gave look, it a B minus. If I looked at it again, I might bring it down to like a B plus. Sure. I was kind of high on it because I was like, yeah, screw the critics, <laughs> screw the haters. <laughs> well, like so, you well, were saying, well yeah, especially because yeah. we, we were discussing the whole Brian Singer, like everybody hates him, and they're like. I'll get Tim Miller because at the time he was yeah. hot off Deadpool. They're like, get him to do all the X Men movies, and both of us were just like, you know, get James Mangold to do all the X Men movies. Yeah. Like he, just in terms of making a movie, yeah. Oh, he's definitely one of the highest class directors making superhero movies. Yeah, yeah. I um, because I, I've seen a couple of his movies. Well, I've seen Walk the Line. I can't remember if I've seen another one, but I. I wouldn't watch Origins unless it was for this podcast, which has already been reviewed. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. It's it's almost completely unrelated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I I'm oh, the pretty Wolverine. much every other movie since then has just said nope, not part yeah. of the continuity. Origins, gave the us, already scattered continuity. Origins yeah. gave us Ryan Reynolds as Wade Wilson, not Deadpool, Wade Wilson. Right, and so that we got Deadpool out of that, and that's about all you need to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm, I don't really Wolverine to see, but I'll, I'll, I'm very excited to see Logan for the first time. So I'll I'll watch that and we'll. And we're still settling on our next franchise. We're not one hundred percent sure yet. Yeah, there's ideas floating around. We'll know by next time. Yeah, or not. We could just we could just take Marty and Doc's words of wisdom, even though they don't actually say it. Just wing it. That's true. <laughs> we could just watch like Flyboys or something with James Franco. You just know. watch a bunch of movies that deal with wings in some way. <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Okay, cool. You know who else flies? Airbud. <laughs> That's not Super true. Buddies. They do in Super Buddies. That's true. It was more air. We could, we could watch. We could, I didn't think that. We could watch the Rocketeer. <laughs> we could watch the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer is awesome. His face has started decomposing. <laughs> He's very upset with us. The little ghouls that live inside his head are coming out to shake their little green fists. Tyler, dude, that's kind of disturbing. <laughs> um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us uh, through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. So that is all our stuff. We're on iTunes as well. We're at, we are on iTunes. Um, yep. That's about it. All right. Do the thing. What thing? You sign off. What if I don't want to do it? <laughs> All right, fine. I'll just turn it off. All right. Well, sorry about that. Yeah. Stay rogue. <laughs>